Welcome to Lever Up Your Life. I'm Nate Barger. I went from prison time and bankruptcy to now owning over $200 million in real estate. I wanna show you guys all the mistakes I made so you don't make the same mistakes. It's time you create massive wealth for yourself. Welcome to Lever Up Podcast. We're gonna show you how to 72X your life, your money, your relationships. We are here with my good friend, Adam Kohler. He's going to tell you about the poverty pimps today, man. So stay tuned. <laughs> hey, I can't wait to hear about these poverty pimps he's talking about. Adam, man, thank you so much for joining us, yes, brother. Yes, sir, Nate. Thanks for having me. You look great, man. Hey, thanks. I'm, I'm, I've been working on it, man. Hey, stay off the chili. Stay off the chili. So if you come to Cincinnati, you got to eat. Tell us about this famous chili you got to eat, man. Oh, man. So I grew up behind Skyline Chili, the first one. But you guys ain't had no money. We didn't have no money. We had crackers. That's what we yeah, ate. Cra- okay, Saltine so you crackers, crackers, powder milk, sauce. powder milk, and Kool-Aid Wilers, right? You, didn't have, you couldn't get the real Kool-Aid, right? Hey, you eat from the real hood hood, right? Yeah, you had the Wilers, and they came in a big bag, and yeah. you had a bunch of loose, loose ones in there, right? Oh, man. And uh, no sugar in it, though. Just water and Kool-Aid. You remember that? <laughs> and if you had any sugar, maybe some, like, you would get yeah, some- colored- Colored water. Oh, no, you get some packs of, like, Sweet and Low and stuff. When- wait, wait, so you was the kid that was over there at Skyline stealing all they crackers, they hot sauce, <laughs> and they sugar so you could make you some Wilers that Bro, you I used had. to go to McDonald's to take more napkins so we'd have paper towels, you know? <laughs> go get us some toilet paper, boy. You remember, you hey, a- hey, that's real, dude. That's that, real. People do that. Yeah. Ketchup packs, you know, all that barbecue sauce. That's why they put a limit on the number of barbecue sauces you can get now, you know? That's how you know you're from the hood, man. People get mad as hell. They're like, oh, it's going to be another 50 cents for an extra barbecue sauce. You're like, what? What? 50 cents? I need this for my refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Help somebody out. <laughs> so how you doing, brother? It's great seeing you, man. Doing great, man. Doing great. Dude, I don't see you enough. I'm you're all the way you. on that side of Cincinnati. I'm on this side. Yeah, I'm pretty much downtown. Yeah. But, you know... It's almost that Monday night football thing again, man. Oh, we right. got to get together. Who day, baby? Who day? Who day? Who Super day. Bowl this time. And you yeah. went. I saw you. Yeah, and, I went to the Super Bowl. You and Mike man. were there, and Mike's up here giving dap to uh, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather. Mayweather. Yeah, he's over there with Floyd. What are you guys with Floyd Mayweather? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Mike got him a little $100,000 chain on. He over there oh. giving dap to Floyd Mayweather. He was like, man, my chain fell so small next to Floyd. You know? <laughs> Floyd, Floyd was like, man, I see you got a diet chain. Like, yeah, man. Floyd probably had cash on him. Like yeah, actual yeah. cash. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, probably, man. He had the money team back there. He had a bag man. full of cash. Yeah, but, you, you know, that's the thing, man. Me and you both grew up in poverty, mm-hmm. right? And seen the poverty pimps and oh, the, poverty um, pimps. the poverty pimps. We're going to talk about that a little later, man. It could be your uncle. It could be your, your mom. It could be It could be your school government. teacher. It could be your school teacher. Yeah, it is the government. I mean, a.k.a. haters. There you go. There you go. But tell us about growing up, how you grew up, man. You grew up in Price Hill. Yeah, Price Hill is pretty rough. I'd say probably maybe Avondale, Winton Terrace, Price Hill, probably three of the Over the Rhine. Over the Rhine, yep. West End. Yeah, it the was there. It was there. Yeah. Yep. Bond Hill. You know, those yep. are some of the worst neighborhoods. Um, you know, poverty, you know, crime follows poverty, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And negativity follows poverty. That's right. Despair that's right. follows poverty. Yep, that's right. And we had plenty of that. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. didn't have any money. You had an abundance. Oh, abundance. If you wanted to lever up your life with negativity. You go to Price Hill, baby. Yeah, abundance of haters. Abundance of haters, yeah. The good thing was, so... How did you make it out, though? I would say not having to go to school on the West Side. Not being around the same people that I grew up with. uh, You know, breaking away from, like, the gang violence and the people that were around me, Mm -hmm. the negativity there. I went to school for Craven Foreman Arts. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys don't know, there's a lot of people, Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, Nick Lachey. It's actually Lachey, but they changed it to sound ethnic or whatever, like sound French or whatever, but they're yep. Irish. 
Uh, <laughs> but, you know, Rocky Carroll was on Chicago Hope for a while. A lot of actors, a lot of musicians. Wow, I've got, all I, out of Cincinnati. I got friends that are ballet in New York right now. You wow. Know? And wow. Uh, I don't know if you remember that uh, live episode of Rent. That was that went on the the play rent. Yep, yep. I had a buddy he was one of the stars in that. And they all went through the performing School arts. School for performing arts came from everywhere. And that's now is that still there? Or do they turn still that into condos or something? So I'm actually on the funding board now for the School really? for performing arts. Yeah, they asked me to come on the funding board, oh, so I helped awesome, raise money man. for the school. I actually donated some cryptocurrency uh, miners to the University of Cincinnati, so the students could learn. They have a big cryptocurrency program there now. And it's one of the few schools with something like this. That's so amazing. I donated a bunch of GPUs. I had three Ethereum racks that I had donated. And I said, if I donate these for the students to learn on, I want you to mine and whatever you make, I want it to go to the School of the Creative and Former Arts. Oh, so that's cool, they're man. They're still working on figuring out how to get a wallet set up. <laughs> so, oh, really? Now, yeah. well, why? You know how to set one up. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. This, well, there, but... it's, it's one of those things where it's... It's just taking a long time to get it to get it going, right? And there's a lot of lo- like logistical stuff with compliance and things like that that they have to go through. Uh, so we're probably just kind of writing them a check, you know, mm-hmm, for, the, mm-hmm. for everything that they've made. Um, but it's it's very valuable. That's awesome, man. The school was valuable to me. School was crazy. It just got me out of that environment and negativity, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and nobody knows. Like, I was blessed to have a talent so I could draw. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I learned that at an early age. I was going to school in Avondale before that, and I was at Carson in, in Price Hill before that. All wow, rough, you was, rough areas, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's the real hood hood. The real hood. So, um, not the rap hood. Yeah, nah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah. Uh, so, you had to, uh, you had to have some sort of skill. You had to be a draw, you had to be able to act, you had to be able to do something in mm-hmm. order to get into the School for the Creative Performing Arts. And it's one of two good public schools in the Cincinnati public school system. Magnet schools. You had Walnut, yeah, which Walnut. is one of the best in the country. Yeah, yeah, Walnut's good. The best, one of the best public Academic, schools in the country. Yeah, it's Academics, great. it's unbelievable. So there's that, and there's School for the Performing Arts. So if you're a smart kid, you go to Walnut. Yeah. If you could dance, sing, draw, you go to Performing Arts. Yep, so even as bad, like Cincinnati got to have some of the worst schools in the country. Got to. But they have two schools that are amazing. If you can get in. And you were just fortunate. Real fortunate. Because if you didn't get in that school, man, where would you probably be at today? Uh, probably, I probably would have been in jail at some point. Um, probably struggling like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Probably never would have got over that negative mindset. Probably would have just let my atmosphere create my reality. Yes. You your know? atmosphere create your reality. Because when you met other people in there, you met people that thought different, that were more positive. Everyone had a goal. Everybody had to go to perform. Everybody arts. wanted to do something with the talent that they had. Mm-hmm. And I was surrounded by that. I was surrounded by that ambition. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If I would have went to West High, my brother went to West High, brought a pistol to school. My mom gave it to him. Really? He was going to get jumped. So, you know, females, that's 90% yeah, yeah, but, but, of why people see, get that, jumped. That's over. how you think. Because, you know, when you're growing up in poverty, that's just how you think. Here, man, get, here's a gun. Right? Oh, my mom gave it to him. Said yeah, your mom just, to, here goes a gun. If they try to jump you, F and shoot them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was from the hood. Like, she grew up in the river down where Pete Rose is from, down in Sedamsville. Yep, yep. yep. And, uh, you know, my dad, he wasn't around. He was doing drugs. You know, he was a heroin addict. You know, he did 4,000 hits of acid. Did acid with Jimi Hendrix. Wow. Janis Joplin used to sell it to all the, it, the concerts downtown mm-hmm. back in the day. He ran away when he was 16 because, you know, my grandfather apparently, like, beat everybody up. Yeah. Come yep. home 2.30 in the morning from the bar drunk. Beat the crap out of everybody. Spent 20-something years in the Navy. Had a glass eye. Had a piece of shrapnel come up, hit him in the eye. Oh, wow, So, man. you know, you, a lot of those people, they, they didn't know the mental issues that they were facing. Yep, so, yep. you know, they self-medicate. 
you yep. know, and then you yep. wake up at 6.30, go to That's Ford right. Motor and work at Ford Motor, you know, 6.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, four hours of sleep, whatever. But, you know, come home drunk, you know, my grandma say something to him. Next thing you know, everybody in the house getting their butt whooped. So he left when he was 16, started hanging on the streets, pimping, uh, selling drugs, mostly up in Clifton, which yep. is where the University of Cincinnati is, where, you know, if you're in college back in the day, did a lot of drugs. So yeah, yeah, he yeah. had tons of people he could sell to. That's right. And, um, you know, he, him and my mom met on a riverboat. They used to both work on the riverboat, and uh, he was around. They say riverboat like the barge, like the barges. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they worked together. They were together till I was about five, I think. And then my mom divorced him. He was just too much drugs, cheating. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. typical stuff a lot of people deal with. And uh, we were out on our own. Moved in with my grandma for a little while in a little one bedroom apartment. And how old were you when you guys had to move out? I think I was like five, yeah. So five you guys moved in, you, your mom, your brother. My grandma. Your grandma into a one-bedroom apartment. Yep. In Price Hill. Where at in Price Hill? What street? West A Street. West ah, A Street. that's the worst street, too. Well, one of them, like, yeah. yeah. You got state and eight. Not far. That's, yeah. Yeah, not far. Well, the funny thing, too, is uh, Oiler School down in uh, Lower Price Hill has got like a 40% dropout rate. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the biggest problems we have right now. And that's now. Oiler School. We're talking about a 40% dropout rate for those are uh, elementary school, right? Yeah. Well, it's, I think it goes through high school now. Oh, does it go all the but way But, I mean, through? crazy poverty. I mean, a lot of Appalachian, like, you know, people don't think about it. But, like, I mean, there's there's a lot of cyclical poverty in that community. That, that There is. And, and, and like you just said, you talked about the poverty. It wasn't. Your mom, it wasn't your grandpa it was back several generations. Oh, yeah. This is a drinking problem. This was a, a substance abuse problem. Substance abuse problem. My dad problem. had it, too. Yes. I know. I don't drink. And you know, I come from the same. Yeah. You know, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm healed through the power of God. I don't, I yes. don't crave. I don't have that anymore. But I was very fortunate because when I cried out to God, he took that from me. Yeah. He t- and I had to ask him. You shall him. receive. I mean. But yeah. I had to ask him three times. And three. I'll tell you my story sometime. But me and you both came out of poverty, man. And you came out a little bit different. You met people at the School of Performing Arts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so by those relationships, where did that lead you to? Because you worked on an amazing development and you were owner, part owner of, you know, you had equity, at least in the company that mm-hmm. you helped develop. Software company, yeah. Software company that all you guys use every day. Matter of fact, I'm waiting for, did it come over yet? I'm waiting for my stuff to come over right now so I can sign it on. Dot loop. Dot loop. Yep. You did dot loop. Now, was yep. Don Johnson part of that or? Uh, no, no, no. Don that Johnson, you're talking about the West Side Realtor, yeah, Don yeah, Johnson? Yeah, yeah, No, no, no. He was, uh, but he is a big West Side real estate agent. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. But it was me, Austin Allison, uh, who's doing Picasso now. Amazing. Amazing. Billion dollar valuation. Well, man. yeah, it's the fastest startup in history to reach a billion dollar valuation. I think he got uh, 175 mil they raised in their Series A, maybe at a $1.5 billion valuation within six months. That's insane, man. Well, his partner is the former CEO of Zillow, Spencer. So, uh, you know, that doesn't hurt. He makes a few phone calls in Seattle. You got... Hey, we got something cool for you guys. Check it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, if you found a Zillow, you know... Yeah. So it works out. But um, yeah, I mean, that was a really tur- a big turning point in my life. So when you talk about real but estate. How did you meet those people? Working at an agency downtown. So Matt Vorst was our other co-founder. And Matt used to actually work for Austin's mom mm. as a technology person. Matt and I were both working at a company and ad agency downtown. And I was uh, maybe I just 29, 28. Um, but we worked at this ad agency downtown I was already buying property at that point. 
And Matt comes up to me, says, Adam, uh, you know, lady I used to work with, her son's got this idea for this software company. We need a designer. We need somebody who knows marketing, but also understands real estate. Mm -hmm. Said, yeah, I'll talk to him. So they offered me some equity in the company. The three of us sat there at the Panera Bread up in Clifton up on UC's campus for about 18 months. Between that and Matt's basement apartment up in Blue Ash, sat there and uh, built it out. Came up with the ideas. 18 months, man. About 18 you, you months. You grinded, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was crazy. Like, what kind of hours were you putting in? Oh, man, it was ridiculous. I think I look back now, and it was more like, I think I made somewhere in the range of like $10,000 an hour. Wow. From the sale. Like I, yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking, like, how much time? It was like every weekend, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, at night, you know, Austin would call me up in the middle of the night, Adam, I need this, or, you know, I want to go do this show, or whatever. Can you bust something out for me real quick? Yep, yep. And Austin really went out, and he sold the thing, right? He met with people. He, he was the face of the business. It was his idea. He found investors. He did all of that stuff. And Matt was the technology guy. Mm -hmm. Matt put in way more hours than anybody, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. say. If it wasn't for Matt, there's no way the company would have got off the ground. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. he was a Java developer. If he would have been getting paid for it, he probably would have made more money getting paid an hourly rate than what he ended up with when we sold the company. Yep, yep. But he wasn't doing it for that. He was doing it to be part of something. He's a, a brilliant, brilliant developer. Uh, but, you know, you're not going to find that now. It's really, really hard to find a talented developer like Matt. And where's to, Matt at now? Uh, I think he's in Michigan. He, he bought a place in Michigan. He's got a couple kids now. Retired. He's, yeah, he's just chilling on the yeah, water yeah. in a lake somewhere in Upper Peninsula, Michigan. Oh, yeah, that's awesome, man. Oh, great time great. of the year for it. Yeah, he's still trying to do some startups. He's got a couple things uh, he's doing right now, too. But you got to understand, there's a lot of time involved in that. Absolutely. And 90% of those fail. 90% of them fail because, guys, you hear what he's saying? He's going out and he's chasing something that has a 90% probability of failing. But ultimately, it's only going to fail if he stops and gives up on it. That's right. If he keeps pushing, it won't fail. No, no, no. You just keep because going. Because see, failure only happens when you quit. No. And right? the longer you do something, the more people know what you're doing. And the more people understand. It's like, man, this dude's been doing this for a couple years now, three, four years now. I'm going to help him out. I'm going to yep. connect him. This guy's got some, gr like That's some right. grit. That's right. When people will help you out when they, they will see help you out. And, and is that kind of what happened with you when you met uh, Austin and them? Did they see that you just weren't willing to quit? I got that West Side work ethic, you know, and, yep. and I'm willing to do stuff. I don't complain. Yep. You know, I don't, yep. I don't cry right. about stuff. I'm not. That's right. You know, I'm not. That's just not my personality. I'm, I want to see something work. If I start something and I put some time into it, why give up? Yeah, so, so guys listening to this, man, look. He grew up in poverty. He came out. He's independently wealthy now. He does crypto he owns a, a a workforce site. That thing's amazing, too. You got an amazing building over there. Yeah. You do uh, short-term rentals. Mm -hmm. You got a place in Miami coming out of the ground. Man, you got so much going on. You're helping out. You're giving back. Yeah. How do you balance life? That's a good question. I mean, people help me. You know, I mean, I've got, I got my sister-in-law. She does a lot of work for me. She, I mean, she essentially checks my emails every day. I got an ad agency. You got an ad agency, yep. and but now, even crazier, he wants to get involved in politics. Yeah, need to get involved in need politics. Need to get involved in politics, and why? And what are you running for? Tell them what you're running for. I'm, I'm running for Ohio State Rep, District 24, which includes downtown Cincinnati, the West Side, Price Hill, I got a Westwood. check for you too, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. That's yeah, yeah. awesome. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Well, the guy I'm running against, he's the kid of a billionaire, mm -hmm. so the opposite of us. Yep, yep, yep. 
Uh, his dad started a company that's worth $5.4 billion right now. Oh, which company? Uh, MedPace. Oh, okay. MedPace. MedPace. Wow. Yep, yep. Yeah. So uh, he went to Yale. Mm-hmm. His dad's on faculty at Yale. So put two and two together there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, I've never, I've never met the guy. I mean, he seems like a nice guy. Everybody tells me he's a nice guy. Um, but completely different story. Yeah, completely different story. Completely different story. So, so his passion for the community and yours is going to be a little different. He went to Yale University for politics. Mm. I'm getting into politics because I'm sick of the narrative. I'm sick of the poverty pimps. I'm sick of people uh, essentially needing people to stay poor. Well, you, you, you came from poverty and you got out. So you understand it's a decision. I hate poverty. I hate it. I hate, I hate it too. Poor. I hate seeing people poor. There's no reason for it. There's, there is no reason. There's for absolutely it. no there reason no. for people it's to be poor. Education. It's 2022. It's the education that people lack and it's yeah. the motivation they lack. And the poverty pimps keep them down because the poverty pimps give them just enough to just enough to shut them up, right? You got to come out. You got to come out of poverty clean. Like you got to come out without making any mistakes. You got to pitch nine innings, and you got to strike every batter out. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how you get out. So of- explain to us what you mean by that. So what I mean by that is you can't do drugs. You can't be an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. You can't turn into an alcoholic when you're 15. You can't get somebody pregnant when you're 14. You, you can't do. get a felony as soon as you turn 18. Yep. You, you got to stay away from that stuff. That's you right. got to stay away from that negativity. It's really hard, too. No, no, no. I caught a felony less than a month after turning 18. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's when it, yeah. So, you know, what do you do? How hard Ooh. is that? I, I mean, I, my buddy. Then man, I caught another one the next year went to prison. Yeah. No, I caught two the next year, went to prison. Then I got out 58 days, got out, went right back to prison. Yep. Poverty pimps had me, man. They had you. They had me. Because you thought the only way for you to make money was a hustle. Sell drugs, yeah. Like, that's it. My, yep. my buddy, man, well, he, he's in the same situation. He's been helping me out with my campaign. We just spent the whole weekend bouncing from one festival to the other festival. The man's helping me out. He spent five years down in uh, Pensacola. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it was Pensacola. You know, I'm sending him money to his commissary, helping him out, going down there, meeting with him, just showed it, you know, me and my friends that we all grew up together, but uh, got caught with, you know, trying to do a Coke deal down in Miami at one point, mm-hmm. and uh, it's 12-year minimum. Wow. 12-year. What did he get caught with? That was, must Coke, $50,000. Yeah, he brought some yeah. cash down there with him. Oh, man. Uh, but he didn't go through the deal, but he touched it. Mm. This is what he told me. He touched it. You touch it, game over. Wow. Game over, right? Wow. Serve five. Good behavior, gets out, goes down, gets a job. He's working for the city now. He's able to get work. It's hard when you got a felony. It's almost practically impossible. That's another thing. Felony. You got a felony? Like your life's over. Why is your life over? Yeah, exactly. Why, exactly. Why, why, you've served your time. You've served the community. Yep, yep. Why? why we, there... We've all made mistakes, and almost every one of us have committed a felony in our life. You may not know it, but you could do something simple. Left turn, this, doing it that way. Man, there's so many laws and yep. rules out here. Now, I ain't saying that was my circumstance. I was doing real live felonies and, and got caught. But you're not afraid to talk about it. No, nope, it made not you at stronger. All. Yep, absolutely. And I'm telling him too. I said, you know what? You need to run for office. Yep. I told him, I said, you should be the one running for office here. Yep. And he's like, oh, I can't, you know, with the felony, selling this and that. I said, are you kidding me? Yeah, you can. Yeah. I said, you're a real person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a story. Yep. And now, are you doing that anymore? Nope. Mm-hmm. You've changed your life. You got a regular job. You're supporting your family. He didn't get to see his kid graduate high school. His son, did, his son graduated high school. He couldn't see it. Yep. 
Think about How that. How painful was that? Super painful. He had just had two kids. I mean, his youngest was like a year old when, when he went in. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's rough. That's rough, That's man. rough. That's rough. And he's turned his life around. I said, look, man, you're, you're a perfect example. Yep. Of, of what the criminal justice system is supposed to do. What it's supposed to do. That's right. right. But that's not right. everybody not everybody does that. And it, I mean, part of it is some people just don't learn from mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a gene in your body. Some people learn from mistakes and some people don't. Oh, really? When I first did my 23andMe genome, so whatever mine is, is always learns from mistakes. But you could have a different one. Oh, really? It's called, what's it called? 23andMe. Is, 23 is, and me. So 23 and me will break all that down for you. Breaks it all down. They used to have it. They don't have it anymore. Probably really? somebody complained about it. And they took it down, right? Really? Yeah. They're like the intelligence one. People don't want to know. So they, oh, they get man, rid of I it. I didn't know that. When it first happened, yeah, it was like four or five, oh, maybe longer than that. Maybe it's like seven or eight years ago at this point, but they took it off. But there are literally in your genetics, you could look it up. Like there's another thing now too. Uh, I can't remember what the name of it is, but you could upload your genome, genome link. Yeah, genome, genome link. Mm-hmm. You could take your 23andMe data and you could upload it into genome link and it breaks down your personality type. Wow. All kinds of stuff for you. It tells you if you're a risk taker or not. Wow. It can wow. tell you what your level of risk taking is. Wow. There's so much crazy stuff. And there's studies to back all this stuff up. Yep, is it course. perfect science? Probably not. Probably not, but it gives you a, a high probability of what. Yeah, you could it, it, go down this path. Like here's, here's what you got to watch out for, you know? Mm-hmm. And also Myers-Briggs personality types. Mm-hmm. Does anybody ever come out here talk about Myers-Briggs personality types? No. So I'm not, an not ENTP, mm-hmm. and there's a, a term, there's 16 personality types, and you could get on a website called 16personalities.com, and it will tell you what your personality type is. And I can almost guarantee you you're one of the personality types, highly intelligent, very motivated. There's personality types out there that are like that. There's other personality types that need the support of doers. Yes. That's my personality type. Yes. I'm the idea guy. Yes. I'm a debater is yep. what they call me, a debater. Yep. Yep. But I'm big time idea guy. I come up with the ideas, but I'm always looking for ideas. This is my problem. So I'm always coming up with ideas for new startups. And you just mentioned a few of the things that I'm doing. I need people, introverted personality types yeah, yeah, that just sit it. down and work on it. Mm-hmm. And you've got a teammate. You've yep. got people you trust. Yep. You've got guys behind the camera and, and in the house here. When I mean, you've got people that, that are loyal to you, you're loyal to them. They help you out, and you can trust that they get things done. Yep, that's right. This is where you need to be. You need to be here in this chair teaching other people how to be successful, how to overcome Man, that's obstacles. What, that's, what I, that's what I do through the Burr Invest Academy. We got over 1,200 people in there. We've created a lot of millionaires, you know, year one. Um, you know, I grew up in poverty. And when I realized how money really worked, how the banking system really worked, <laughs> how buying assets... Nobody tells you about this. Nobody tells you get rich borrowing money. No. You know, everybody says, oh, you don't want to borrow money. What, why not? You have to understand what to borrow money for. You don't borrow money to go on a vacation. No. You don't put your groceries on a credit card. No. You go and you buy assets. That's how you get wealthy. Boom. You buy assets that bring in cash flow, that go up in value, and the amount that you owe goes down. That is a key to becoming wealthy. Cash, U.S. dollar is not an asset. It's a liability. It is a liability. Right now, if you're... Cash is a liability. You're losing so money. So cash you take and you convert to loans, right? But you put now 20%. You're getting 100% of the loan. You're getting 100% of the asset. That's right. What if I told you you could go buy gold and you only had to put 20% of it down, but you own 100% of it if it goes up? The problem with gold is this. You don't have any cash flow coming in on gold, Right. 
So right. with property, you have cash flow coming in. You have money coming in. The tenants' rent is going up year by year. You know, in Cincinnati, our rents went up 38% a year. Oh, yeah. La- last year, number one in the country, number two in the country. You know why? Because of our, we got poor politics down there. You know, they're down there. They're tearing stuff down. They're making it harder and harder for developers to come into 100% the city. 100% harder. And what happens? Well, I got to charge more. Yeah. And guess what they did? You know what they did? They went up on our rent 16%. I mean, on our taxes, 16% one year. Yeah, they did. And guess what? It came down to $52 per unit that I owned. Guess what I had to do? I had to raise the rent just to keep the same margin. And then the very next year, the politicians came out. You know what they said? You greedy landlords. I had to raise my rent because you raised my taxes. Well, they're about to raise your uh, gas and electric bill, too. I had somebody call me yesterday from a watchdog group. And they said, you know about this Duke Energy rate raise that's about to pass uh, Congress in the state of Ohio? I said, no, tell me more about this. So I got a call with the guy. And I said, you know who's going to want to hear about this? Landlords. But guess what? They have to do it. They're in business. They have to do it. What a year to raise rates. They have to, though. Their employees, they got to pay more. They're paying more for their trucks. They're paying more for their office. Gasoline. They're paying more for their benefits. They're paying more for everything. Well, this is more tied to the smart meters. The smart meters, apparently, they want to collect data on you. So they need more of these smart meters. The crazy thing is, is when they put the smart meters in, the smart meters are supposed to reduce their expenses, mm-hmm. not increase their expenses. Yeah, right. But apparently it's increasing their hey, expenses. Man, that guy ain't walking around reading the meter no more, man. No. The expenses they essentially eliminated jobs, down. right? Yep, yeah. But it's the data. They want to collect the data too. So it, it's, it's very interesting the way this politics stuff works. And I'm learning more and more and more about it and how the system works and how certain groups of people are kept out of running. The guy I'm running against raised $310,000 for his campaign. Wow. If you're us back in the day, we ain't raising $310,000. Yeah, 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 yeah. We ain't raising that kind of money. I'm not even raising that kind of money. Yep. Well, I'm going to talk to you offline about how I can help you, what areas you need, where you need signs and banners out at. Oh, yeah. You know, I got a lot of properties, and I got places with visibility, but who's your target? Yeah, everybody in District 24. Essentially, my district is the river up to McMillan in Clifton. And then all the way over to the west side. Wait, West River to where up in McMillan? Uh, right on McMillan. Like right at, you know, Mad Frog on, on Vine Street, McMillan. Mm-hmm. Anything south of that. So you go take that all the way over to Walnut Hills. Yep. Everything south down to the river. Mount Adams, part of Walnut Hills, Lunkin Airport, uh, Mount Washington. And then over on the west side, I got the West End, Queensgate, pretty much all of Price Hill and all of Westwood. Wow. That's it's awesome. It's a wide, man. short district. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's it's very wide, um, but all my neighborhoods, a lot of people there, a lot of, a lot poverty, of density, a lot of poverty, a lot of poverty. And you know yep. what the funny thing is? Is people have been voting the same way for fifty years. Yep, nothing's changed. Still poor people. Yep, still crying. Well, you know why? They're indoctrinated, man. They say, "Hey, vote this way because we're going to help you out." But then, where's the help? It's fifty years. Mm. And and look, I ain't gonna get into too much politics, but what was that, man? Um, and the president. He said, I promise you, if you elect me, I'm going to do this. I'm thinking, you've been in office 40 years. Why didn't you get it done yeah, wait, already? 42 years. Yeah. What, what, what's been going on all the rest yeah, what's of the time? What's been going on, man? Well, he said. That's some- why I love that you're running because you're not really a politician. I'm a business person. You're a I'm business about person. Money. You're a person that cares about the community. Oh, well, I'm very similar to you. You hate to see poor people because you felt. I hate to see it because I felt You know I what being it, hungry is like. And I know you don't have to go through life like that. No. There's a better way. There's everybody, I ain't going to say everybody, but listen, probably almost everybody could be a millionaire in the United States. What? Yeah. Well, there's well, nothing... Right now, it's like one out of 
Uh, one out of eleven. Just own assets. Shoot, you could be, you could own one house and become a millionaire. Yeah, it's I mean, not hard. Yeah, I mean, you could really. I mean, if you buy the right house in the right neighborhood, I mean, it's not even that hard. I mean, well, that's what I show people how to do, Adam. I show people how to identify those areas based off the basic jobs coming in, based off the multipliers, based off the housing need. That's right. It's a formula to buying real estate. Yeah. And when I learned it, I learned it, started doing the bigger developments. I said, well, dang, I can pay myself to be construction manager, the general contractor. I can even wholesale the property to myself. I said, well, I put a program together where I go back and show people how to do the same thing with single family homes. Like, why can't we do it with single family homes? Only the big developers can do it. Well, the banks shy out on them. So I show you a way to get around that because the banks well, are, well, you can't do that. You need to have money in the deal. Why do I have to have money in the deal? Yeah. 65% of uh, Cincinnati's renters. Yep. And it's inverted on the country. Uh, the country, about 64, 65% homeowners. And so what that means is rents going up, going up, going up because our need for housing continues to go up and our cost to build continues to go up. That's right. And we have a huge shortage right now because Cincinnati and this area generally has done a good job of attracting employees. Now, I don't know how much of that had to do with politics, but a lot of that had to do with, you know, you got Kroger's here, you got Cintas, you got Procter & Gamble, yeah. you got a lot of Fortune 500, A lot of Fortune yeah, lot 1000 of, companies here in Cincinnati. Yep, a ton of them. And very stable economically. Very stable. You got GE. Yep, uh, aircraft. G- aircraft, their aviation headquarters is here. and There's so much stuff here. There's so much it's stuff. It's so diverse. We are well diversified, multiple demand drivers. I buy hotels all over the country. And a lot of times when we start looking at these cities, they're not diversified like Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a pretty awesome place to live. I think It really uh, is um, about six to eight months out of the year. It's a good head. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. It's That's good, why you got your place in Miami. The two months, January, February. Yeah. I need to be out. December, January, February. Yeah, Maybe at the March. end of December, you yeah. got to wait after Christmas, right? Because you got to stay up here for Christmas, you family, you, you know. Do. And then January, February, get there. Maybe part of March, because you know March is nasty too. Yeah, March is nasty. So March would be a good time to be down there. And in April, I'm heating the pool up, and we're jumping in the pool the first time. Sometime March, That's it. You know, but, but see, in a weird way, I still kind of got that poverty mindset because when I when I'm thinking about, oh, I'm going to go down there. I got a short term rental place down yep. there, right? It's getting built right now, and it's zero rental restriction condo. I could rent it anytime I want. Downtown Miami in a perfect spot. Mm-hmm. Every day I'm standing there, I'm thinking I could be making a thousand dollars a day off of this. Yeah, yeah. This is the time of year everybody else wants to come down here. I'm losing money by staying here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what I was thinking is, is, and this is me, just I try to make money off of everything. Mm-hmm. Even my car, I go out and buy a brand new Genesis GV80. I put it on Turo. Yeah, because yep. I'm like I can make money off this. Yeah, this yep. is an asset. Well, that's why you got an amazing podcast, Cincy Side Hustle, man. Your side hustle, man, you are the side hustle king in Cincy. Everybody knows you, not just in Cincy, man, but that's what you teach people. There's people in London. I know, that's what you teach people, though. You teach people is that get you a side hustle, man. Don't sit here and wait on corporate America to save you, man. I literally had a lady, uh, Nancy Now from the, a Knauf from the Kenton County Library, one of the Mm -hmm. top library systems in the country. But she told me almost every library has a makerspace now. They offer classes. There's absolutely no reason. Like, you get a free library card. You go in there. I can make pins for my campaign for six cents a piece. I can make mugs with my logo on it. Six dollars. They provide the mug, and you can print it yourself. Wow. T-shirts, you name it. You could literally start your own Etsy business at your local library. Wow, wow. Go down there, get in a library, start the making pins things. for six cents is six where cents. it's at. It's you crazy. can sell them for a dollar fifty. Yeah. You're Hand them out it. to promote your, your margin. Yeah, exactly. And they're doing it for cost. The state sponsors the library. Yep. 
So you're already paying taxes. We're all paying taxes for that. Why not go down there? If I'm going to pay taxes, Nate, I want to pay taxes so people can get their business off the ground. And, and if you look at the library, they probably, that mug probably cost them $50, right? They're selling to you for six because they're inefficient, right? And they don't have enough people coming down there. They need more people. To they come need down. more people than their numbers would come down. But that's a free benefit that you got, man. So if you guys aren't listening to this podcast, how do they find your podcast? Uh, Side Hustle City on any podcast platform. So you get, or it's sidehustle.money is the website. Yeah, and, and you got, man, like I listened to it, brother. You got some amazing people on there. Oh, you were on there. I know. Josh I, was on there. Yeah, like, all think all just the local people. Hey, that, you know we're having a conference next month, man. I got you some tickets, man. Oh, I'm down. Yeah, Let's I do want this. you to come, man. It's going to be great. You're going to see us transform people, poverty mindset. I ain't going to be no poverty pimps in there, man. It's going to be all, I'm, ta- I'm telling you, man, like, these people, when I had people in town last year, almost every last one of them took the academy. Now, guess what they did? They all bought, they, they, they almost all bought their own house. I think there's one or two that didn't. Wow. It's the mindset chip. It's on, hey, man, you can do that. Oh, really? Yeah, you can do that. You it's can. not a big deal. You can do that. It's confidence. It's confidence. What else are you doing? But it's also education because I realized that, you know, I thought I was nervous speaking in front. And I realized I wasn't nervous speaking in front of a crowd. I'm not a nervous person. I was just not prepared. Once I got prepared, I got my PowerPoint. I'm like, oh, man, come on. Put me in front of 100,000 people. But before then, I was anxious because I wasn't prepared. And I realized teaching people that the reason they're anxious about real estate is because they're not prepared. They don't understand how it works. They don't understand what's going to break, how you properly budget for that, how to properly rent it, knowing your local uh, rent rent laws, knowing how to do the bird, knowing how to pick them out, knowing what yours about. There's so much to it, but it's not really that much. And when you rattle off that list. Yep. I think of that as excuses. Every they single are. one of those things could turn into an excuse. Absolutely. I could say, well, I don't know what maintenance is going to cost. I'm all, well, but, 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 I'm but here, but here, but here. Going down the route of becoming wealthy will cost you a lot, right? But going down the route of working, I want to talk to you about one thing. Going down the route of working for somebody else will cost you everything. Because ultimately, if you're not building, and I encourage everybody, Matt, Colby, everybody that works for me, Donald, I want them all to go out and get properties and become independently wealthy, right? Mm -hmm. Because I realize that in life, one of the biggest scams ever, let's talk about it, man, is people working until they're 65 to retire. I I, I would. It may be the biggest scam I can't think of anything worse in, in your career than being 65 and retiring and looking back and be like, damn, I made that dude rich. Not just that, but thinking, man, you know, honey, I, I, I you know, you're a husband, right? And, and you guys are getting 76, 77, 78. And you're thinking, man, I kind of want to die soon because if not, we're going to run out of money. People think a job is secure. People think that's security. Yep. You are secure because yep. you have passive income. Not just that. Nobody can fire me. No. Nobody can take that away once you get the knowledge, man. That's why I was able to go bankrupt because I didn't have the knowledge. Because I came out of poverty and just thought, I'll just hustle hard. Hustling hard will help you. Yeah. But getting the education behind it, and I ain't talking about no college education. I'm talking about a real education, man. I came out of bankruptcy in 2013. By the end of 2015, I had over $35,000 a month of passive income. I had enough to retire in 30 freaking months man that's right doing the burr method and guess what 
I had $35,000 a month passive income. My credit score was still a 500 and something. I still was using my tax returns that the trustee didn't take from me. So I still had like about a four or $500,000 carry forward loss. So my mm. tax returns weren't showing nothing. I go to the bank, Wells Fargo. Thank you, Wells Fargo. I appreciate you. I had actually included them in my previous bankruptcy. And within three years, they, they, they qualified me for a $750,000. Wow. They did, man. Thank you for giving me a second chance. Uh, appreciate it. Well, so. here's, here's what you didn't know. What you're trying to tell all these people are the things you had to figure out on your own. Yes. I didn't know I needed assets. Mm-hmm. I was doing it. Yep. I was working a no, job. No, no, making- no. You, you thought assets, you grew up like me. Mm-hmm. Assets were, come on, help me out. Liability. A block of cheese. Oh, yeah. Oh, Those yeah, yeah, yeah. The wick. The yeah, wick. yeah, wick. You oh, boy, the people next door to us used to get wick. We grew up in apartments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the people next door to us used to get the wick. Back when they used to deliver it, knock yep. on your front door. If you weren't home, they'd just leave it there. Yep. The, the big block of cheese, they had the milk, oh, the man. butter. That cheese was the best, Butter man. was good, too. People sleep on the butter, but the yeah, butter yeah. was good, too. But th- we didn't get it. My mom refused to take any welfare because mm-hmm. she felt like a loser if she did. She was yep. on and off of unemployment, you know, God rest her soul. She worked her butt off. Could not figure it out. Could not turn the corner. And when I think of people that are out here struggling, I think of my mom. Yes, yes, yes. I think of my grandma who worked in hotels her whole life. Wow. She used to tell us stories growing up in the Depression, making 30 cents an hour working at the Thai so, factory. So, so your grandmother made somebody wealthy working. Your mom made people wealthy working. My parents, my grandparents, they all made people wealthy working. See something in common, though? The thing with my family is the drugs and the alcohol always got in the way of them. Some of them were smart and even entrepreneurs. Like some of my uncles were, they had their own construction company, but they never did anything because of the drugs and alcohol, right? So you said you have to get that out of the equation. Get it out. And you get that out of the equation, and what can you start to do with your life? We got to get negative people out too. Negative Negative people. people are just as poisonous as alcohol. Yes, they are. And they could be a drug. You so, can get addicted to, to negative people. You can get addicted to negativity. You can. You can. I was a drug dealer, and I was addicted to selling drugs. I didn't even do There's drugs. There's a high that you get from it. You know what it was, to be honest with you? The high wasn't. You know what it was? I had become so embedded in the negative um, that I became an enabler to mm. the people that were selling the drugs mm. for me. And I felt like, man, I can't let them down. Ooh. I can't let them down. They need another pack. That is they didn't do nothing point. with their money. I did something with my money. They didn't. They blew it. They're broke. They Chains. Can. Jordans. Chains. Jordans. Uh, Rims uh, on a car. Uh, go buy three, $400 outfits, throw them in a the trash, wear them one time. Oh, yeah. Just wasteful. Oh, I'm rec- a baller like just that. reckless. Yeah, let me just Yeah, just reckless, away. man. But that yeah. was in the whole environment that you grew up in. That's the poverty pimps, right? Keep you so poor. Right. Because you don't even know what to do with money. What are you going to do with money? Because you're trained your whole life to be a consumer. You see Ken, he got the little Corvette. Now he got Barbie. Man, first thing you want to do is go be like Ken. We're going to mm. go get the house. Well, guess what? They, they don't tell you. Man, Ken's living paycheck to paycheck. He got a payment on that Corvette. That's a depreciating asset, right? Barbie, the breast ain't real. I mean, all that, <laughs> man. They don't tell you about none of that, right? That's what they glorify. As soon as you start watching TV, when you're one, two, three years old, they teach you to spend your money. And this is going to make you happy. When in reality, all it does is keep you broke, man. So with you going out here spreading your word, man, and you going on to become a politician, 
I don't want you to be a politician. I just want you to be you. Oh, it's just a, it's a bucket list item. You know what I mean? I want I want to see behind the curtain. Well, how's the sausage made? I want to I want to know like what is going on out here. I've already learned a lot. And let me tell you, it's ruthless out here. Mm-hmm. Like this politics stuff is crazy. I mean, there's preachers out here getting paid. If you want to get into really? if you want to get into the black community, you pay the preacher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, one of my friends. I want to introduce you to him, man. He can help you with your votes. I want, I want to introduce you to Ron. But I introduced him to some people on the West Side. I want to also introduce you to some other people on the West Side that got a lot of influence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he was like, man, Nate, I can't get these churches to come together. They're afraid they're going to lose their congregation. That's He's like, I thought we were serving God. I thought we was going out getting these people like, why are you worried about that, right? So when you start to run these churches, man, they ain't really running there for God a lot of times, man. Some People, of them are working for the poverty pimps. Yep, yep. They ain't working for God. Yep, yep, that's right. They're that's working right. for the poverty pimps. But I know some real people that don't care about the money and got plenty of it because they got donations from people like me and you and other people that, man, they just see what they're doing, man. My one buddy runs a Hope Over Hair Run. I don't know if you know them or not. No, no. I definitely want to know about that. Oh, you don't know Hope Over Hair Run? No, no, And Billy no. Price? Oh, man. Billy Price is amazing, man. West Sider. Oh, I love it. Yeah, West Sider. I love Sider. it. Well, see, here's the thing. You're a capitalist. I'm a capitalist. Yep. How does it help us if people are poor? See, there's this, there's this mindset right out here with these, like, the, the oh, I want socialism. I want yeah, 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 free yeah. money every month for doing absolutely nothing, right? And, you know, Nate and me, you're supposed to pay for that, right? Mm-hmm. The knowledge is more valuable than that. Yeah. That little is. money or whatever you think you're going to get. Yep. The knowledge that we're trying to share with people. We can't sell our stuff if people are poor. No, Who are we going to sell to? And you don't want people to be poor. You want people to have, and, and you know, I, I get poverty mindset. Like I got a guy, when I first started coming out and doing social media and showing people how to become wealthy, like this is how you become wealthy. The guy, well, I had people messaging me like every day. They're like, don't show the people this. What the hell you mean don't show them this? Why wouldn't I? They didn't want me to show it to them because then they said, oh, then they're going to do it. I'm like, dude, there's poverty mindset. There's plenty for everybody. There's plenty. Plenty Plenty. for everybody. Yep. And it does not help you. Like capitalism does not want you to be poor. It does not help the capitalists for you to be poor because they they don't have anybody to sell their stuff to. That's right. Why does Walmart want you to be poor? They don't want you to be poor. They want you to come up. They want you to come up. So you can buy more stuff, right? Yeah. Like Target wants you to buy more stuff. They want you to create velocity in the economy, guys. That's why you get tax write-offs when you're a business. You're creating velocity. The government can't create velocity. They are so inefficient with the money that it might cost them, this same microphone here we could buy for $400, might cost them $1,500. Yeah. Because they got to have seven people sign off on it. right. And then they got to, you got to wait 30 days, 90 days, 120 days to get your money. So they say, hey man, yeah, this government contract, just charge XYZ because they'll pay it. So why should I pay my taxes to an inefficient organization? When I give my money to the church and, or when I give my money to people that I know, or you take your money and you grow it. Yeah. You take your money and you grow it by growing it. What, what happens by growing it? You create jobs, you create opportunity right now. Look what we got right here. Just by, you know, we got, you know, our camera guy over there working. We got Sony, we got all these different companies. We're buying stuff for, we got him in there working. We got probably 15 people out working on social media today, right? 12 to 15 people, maybe more. We're creating jobs, right? That's right? We're creating jobs, which you're creating housing, which you're creating is capitalism. It's the you're way you're doing the economy works. a favor. You're doing yes. people a favor. You're everyone who touches whatever that is, whoever made this microphone, however many people were involved in designing. We got this hundreds of people out today working on our real estate. We probably got 15 people on our social people media. People don't think about it. People think on the surface. Yep. 
People don't think that deep, right? That's the problem. People don't think that deeply about things. What you've got to think about, though, are the words you're hearing every day. What you're hearing from politicians, what you're hearing from the media, what you're hearing. People look at you, Nate, and they say, I can't be Nate. That's right. Why? Because they think it's, it's too much work. Well, one, too much work. You know, Nate, I can't be like Nate. That's I got a, lucky that's a once in a lifetime. You got rich. lucky. Oh, yeah, they yeah, love to say lucky. you got lucky. They yeah, love yeah. to say you got they lucky. They love to say you got lucky. Oh, you know, you know what I had one of my workers say? Greatest thing ever. Man, Nate, you don't know what it's like, man. I got a felony. I said, I got four. <laughs> you know what? Uh, yeah. You know, like, what, 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 what do you want? Bro, I mean, you so, got caught. Like, you know, I did some crazy stuff when I was a kid. I, mm. I was just fast. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> I had wheels. You know, I was 130 pounds, six yeah, foot. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. could run, right? Yeah. But, I mean, you know, we did dumb stuff. Like, you know, people in my neighborhood stealing cars, jumping people, acting up. Like, I mean, a lot of, pro- a lot of problems, right? Do you know that, like, 80% of people, have you ever read the book Millionaire Mind? Yeah. 80% of people in that book, right, it says it, uh, they're wealthy, grew up poor. Poor, it's not 80, middle class, 88%. poor. 88%. 88%, according to Fidelity. Do you know where 90% of them made their wealth at? Real estate. Real estate. Guaranteed. Because even the ones who started a business, what they did was they used a home equity line of credit, a lot of them, to pull that money out to go after their dream and buy that snow cone machine or whatever. Get that side hustle, right? Get How do people hustle. get their side hustles? So many different they ways. They leverage their real estate. Yeah, leverage their real estate or go to a damn library. Go to you the library. You got a nine to five job, go to a library. Look, the library is teaching people Adobe Photoshop, Adobe Illustrator, teaching you Excel, teaching you accounting basics. Mm-hmm. Did you get a side hustle doing people's taxes off of what you learned at the library? Yep. You could start an advertising agency like I did, learning Adobe Photoshop, learning Illustrator, doing logos for people. I do a logo for somebody, it takes me 20 minutes, I charge 2400 bucks. Yep. Wow, really? For a logo. Yeah. Dude, I've done, I've done thousands of logos. Wow. Add it up. Wow. That's awesome, bro. And I do them. I don't even pay anybody else to do it because I can do them literally 15, 20 minutes. I bust, boop, boop, boop. And, and you get how much? 2400 bucks. Shoo, you guys hear that, man? Yep. That's amazing, man. Yep. And it maybe take another uh, five minutes. I do a one-page little standards guide for them. Pick some colors. Choose a couple Google fonts for them. Put the logos on there. Show them what it looks like if it's reversed out. One-page standards guide. Do PNG version, do a JPEG version, do all the web versions, and do an SVG, and then do all the vector versions and send it now off. How to did them. you learn all that? I went to uh, Art Institute of Pittsburgh. So I went to Art Institute of Pittsburgh for computer animation, multimedia, came back here. School doesn't even exist anymore. It's a for profit school, doesn't exist anymore. Uh, so now, how did you get into that school, though? Uh, SCPA. So I, I did computer, I did uh, commercial art and drama at SCPA. Those were my majors from the fifth grade till I graduated. And, you know, over to Rhyme back then, was a problem. There's a bad problem. I used problem. to take the Metro every day. 2006, I think it was the, uh, they said it was the worst neighborhood in the country. During the entire decade of the 2000s, the FBI considered it the most dangerous neighborhood in America. You had a one in three wow. chance of being a victim of a violent crime if you lived there. One in three? Yep. And I, I used to hang out there. We used to walk around, me and my buddy, he went to Taft, which is not good. Yep. Like, you know, yep. Back then it was awful. He'd leave there, come to my school, we'd meet up, we'd walk up to uh, Mount Auburn where I live now. And we'd go to his house, play Super Tech Mobile. That's what we did every day after school. <laughs> or play basketball. You're he, saying your age, man. Super Tech Mobile. And he was a mixed dude, so he'd tell everybody I was his cousin so I wouldn't get beat up because I wasn't supposed <laughs> to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, you weren't supposed to be down there, I wasn't supposed to be down there. No, no, no. But no. now they genderfying it. I got a building that we just renovated down there. We're in it for about a million. It's worth two million. Beautiful building right there, um, right by Finley Market. Yeah, oh, nice. And um, I'll show it to you, man. I just, it's, it's a lot beautiful. going on at Finley Market. 
yeah, a lot going on in Finland. It's beautiful market. down there. We man. just got to be careful too. We don't want to, uh, you know, kick everybody out who's been there for years and years and years, right? We want to be able but, to but lift everybody it's up. It's going to happen because they didn't have ownership. They didn't. You got to have ownership, man, and you can't say, "Well, I don't have no money." What'd you do with it? You got to do stuff different, man. You can't just spend all your. You got to get out of the habit of free things. You got to get out of the habit of spending every penny that you get. Yeah. Just take out every dollar, take a nickel and set it aside, invest in something. Something. If you would have been, if I would have been doing that even, and I, and I didn't invest in something. In crypto, think about if you would have just started off putting a nickel, a nickel, just one nickel. All you had to do was start investing one nickel every paycheck in crypto back in 2010. You're a millionaire, multimillionaire right now. Well, and the funny thing is, is you talked about gold earlier. If you look at gold's price right now, it was the same price when crypto started. It's and less. It's, it's actually less inflation, because of inflation. Yes. Boom. It's See? See, this is how y'all got to start is, thinking, right? Yeah, gold is not a great, uh, uh, you know, it's store not Store value. They call it a store value. You know, there were people that starved to death that had a lot of gold that came over on the ships. Yeah. Because they couldn't trade a bar of gold for a piece of bread. That's because true. gold is only worth, like, if, if I got bread and, and, and we all starving, you got gold, you can't eat we it. You're going to do shave off a piece of gold for me? Yeah, now I can go out to my property and I can eat the lead paint. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> But crypto, crypto, you can you can travel across border with it. Yeah. You keep it on a ledger. Yeah, or something yeah, yeah. you walk across the border with a million dollars in crypto. You don't even want. need it on a ledger. It's all digital. Yeah, it's now. all digital anyway. You just yeah. log in. Heck, I got a phone Boom. around here somewhere. I don't even know where it's at. But you should keep it on a ledger, right? You shouldn't even keep it on the exchanges because you never know what the exchange is shutting down and everything. Yeah, and yeah, the government yeah. coming after the exchanges and all that. So most people, they want to keep it on a ledger or something like that. You just plug that in a computer when you get to Argentina or wherever you're going. Boom. And, and have you seen the Argentinian peso versus the U.S. dollar? People don't understand inflation. No. In America, we really don't understand inflation, right? It's so slow here, it seems like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Place like Argentina, mm-hmm. total mess. So as our interest rates started going up just recently over the past year, I used, I keep an eye on it because I, I want to go down there and I'm like, oh, how many, how much Argentinian pesos can I get for U.S. dollar? When Biden first started with this money printing and everything, uh, it was like a hundred, hundred U.S. or a hundred pesos to a dollar. It's one thirty-five right now. But you know what the funny thing is? When you go down there with cash, there's a thing called the blue rate. People are so hungry down there for U.S. dollars. They want to get rid of their pesos. And you're only going to be down there for a week, vacation, in two weeks, whatever, right? You don't care. You go down there, it's twice what it, the banks will give you. You go down there right now, 260 Argentinian pesos on the street for really? one U.S. dollar. Why? You could buy street food. You could buy a, a be, be, Because they got so much... Um, Socialism. Got it. Socialism, dude. Terrible leadership. Because they're getting this money, they understand it's free money, it's socialism money. We're in capitalists, so our money's going to be worth something. Well, they tried the socialism. theirs starts to go down more. It just fell apart, and it's never recovered. Because then you just got corruption after corruption so after corruption. So is it real corruption. cheap to go down there? Crazy cheap. Dude, you really? get a, go on the street. I mean, it, it's awesome. They call it the Paris of South America, right? It's uh, got a great culture. Tango invented there, right? So you go tango, dance with the wife. What part you go to? Uh, Buenos Aires. Okay. Or you can go to Patagonia, which is in the south, but it's, you know, hop, skip it, a jump to Antarctica. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because no, Argentina is really on, tall. Man, I was going to go on a cruise there one time, man. I wish yeah. I would have. I didn't oh, go. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Great culture, steak. The they, Falcon Islands are down there. Yeah, yeah. It was going to go all the way around, down to Antarctica. Oh, I want to do that cruise, Beautiful. man. I'm going to do that cruise this winter. Do it. Do That's it. That's what I'm going to do. You and I don't drink, right? But yep. wine culture is huge there. Steak. 
I mean, you get steak and wine for two people. So for we don't drink bucks. because we saw it destroy our families, right? And we know we got problems. Like we, if we know did we got it, problems. And you know why? Twenty one and me. Twenty one and me. Marker, yeah. It's right there. It's right there. It tells it's you. Right there. You're, yeah. You're. 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 And you're an alcoholic. People are like I never drink in my life. I don't care. You're an alcoholic. I already know it doesn't work for my family. And if I drank, if I drank that as much as I drink coffee, I'd have problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have problems. I love Starbucks too much. If I love the bar as much as I love Starbucks, yeah, yeah definitely yeah, have yeah. problems, right? So you just got to stay away from stuff and you got to know who you are. I think one of the best investments you can make is in yourself. Yes. Who are you? Explain to me, what do you mean by that? So I was talking about it earlier. You get on 23andMe, figure out who you are, download that information, put it into genome link. You know, there's, there's uh, you know, sports information in there. It'll tell you if you're a sprinter, if you're a long distance runner, uh, if you be a good soccer player, all this stuff. Imagine if you're a kid and you think you're going to be a big NFL star, but you don't got the genetics for it, right? Yeah, yeah, You're going to yeah. have to work a whole lot harder than somebody who does. Yep. So maybe you don't do that. Maybe you... Maybe you look of, at the path of least resistance. Go path of least resistance. But why don't they teach us that in school? They don't even know about it. It's a, it's a, you know, it's an ever-evolving thing. They know thing. about it. Come on. Yeah, well, and also it's genetics, so people are like a little weird about it. You know, it's yeah, a little yeah, taboo yeah. still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also just like... Yeah, 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 but... but, but you wouldn't go buy a racehorse for a lot of money without knowing his genetics. There you go. What's the difference? We're humans. Yeah, that's right. Or just learn your, your Myers-Briggs. Learn, just go on 16personalities.com and look up your personality type. Here's the thing. There are startups, or there are VC companies out there. VCs invest in startups. They will not invest in your startup if you, if anyone on your starting team doesn't have the right personality type. That's right. They use personality types to filter out possible investments because they're trying to close that gap. They don't want that 90% failure rate. Yeah. They want a 50% failure rate. There you go. Yep. So what they do is they say, how's this team formed? Everybody take a personality test. You need my personality type, which is the, the, the idea guy. The guy who's always going to evolve the idea and brainstorm and all that other stuff. But you're going to need an, an introverted type of personality person. INTJs are generally the best. They're also kind of sociopaths. But it's funny because I went back and I looked at like our founding team from Dot Loop, and I'm guessing just by understanding personality types, we were we balanced each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all balanced. You each didn't other. even know it, but our you skills guys all just just by naturally, just mm -hmm. who we are, the way our brains are wired. Myers Briggs test. So 16personalities.com. If you go to that, it is proven science. I mean, this is you when you take the test, you're going to look back at it's going to tell you. A little bit about you, you're like, man, this is me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to find out, like, I'm the starter, not the finisher. Mm -hmm. I know that about myself. You got to know, yeah, exactly. You got to know exactly where you fit in. It's like a puzzle. Yep. I'm, a, I'm the more the sales guy, the idea guy, that kind of person, but I'm not the finisher. There are other people out there terrible at sales. So you've had much success. You're, you're very, you're, you know, you're wealthy. You're independently wealthy. You do crypto. You know, you got real estate, you got businesses, you're running, you're going to be a politician because you want to change the way that things are done. And you want to, you want to take people out of poverty, right? Not yeah. keep them in poverty. And ultimately that's what a lot of politicians don't look at because those people are unimportant. Yeah, them. exactly. They're important to you because you were that person, right? Your family for generations were those people. That's right. So you're in a sense, you're going back to get your people and lift them up. I want to lift everybody up. So how can we support you? How can we help you? I mean, definitely go take a look at the podcast, right? Um, any way you want to help, uh, you know, with my campaign, adamkaler.com is the URL for the website. You can contribute on there. I'd you do appreciate, Cash App? 
Uh, no, just through there, just through there right now. Okay, so okay. everything has to go through. This is another thing about politics. politics. Everything yeah, has yeah, yeah. to be organized, and we need to know all that stuff. So uh, that's one way. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, just you know, get on uh, Adam Kaler for state rep on Facebook. If you want to join there, just learn a little bit about me. Uh, you know, a lot of that is also on the website. But I'd love to build up a following, especially people local to Cincinnati. And anybody you know that can vote in District 24, if there's, uh, you know, somebody who lives downtown Cincinnati, the west side, parts of the east side, you know, let them know about me, man. I mean, I'm, I, I want to help. I want to help. Yeah. I want to get the, I want to get the poverty pimps out, man. So what's your slogan in? Adam Kohler, getting the poverty pimps out. Let's vote better. Let's vote better. So yep. if you go on my website, it says, sick of higher prices, let's vote better. Sick of the nonsense, let's vote better. It's a bunch of different things, but at the end of it, it's always let's vote better let's because vote better. Yep. you got to quit, got to get the, the, the turds out, man. Like you got to get these people that, you know, $10,000 is a lot of money to them, you know? So they're willing to sell their city out yeah. for a little paycheck. And we've had a lot of problems with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons yeah, of yeah, problems yeah. with yeah, that. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, we had three or four people. Yeah, man, it's crazy. City council was like, man, it was, it was, it should have been all over the news. It was, but it was n- not as much as it, it was a scandal. I'm sure that, uh, yeah. What, 60 minutes or somebody's going to do something about it? Yeah, what's the saying? Like, uh, don't ever take advice from somebody who's not as successful as you? Yeah. Right? And there's a lot yeah, of people yeah. that do that. Yeah. There's a lot right. of people who, who take advice from people who, who are in that poverty mindset, right? And some of our politicians are in that mindset. Some of them were raised in that mindset, and they're just going into politics because they need a job. They need a job. They yeah, can't they're work doing in a right. job. They yeah. literally need a job. Like, yep. that's why they're doing it, right? Yep. And, and they haven't, they're just not good at anything else. I mean... Look at your politicians. Like, mm-hmm. seriously, why are you voting for them? Yeah. What, yep. what qualities do they have that you admire? Are they just a nice guy? Well, I, yeah, I, that's not going to help. Yeah. It's not going to help long term, man. It's not going to help. Like, if you've never done anything and you've never actually had a real job or you've never, you know, done well in whatever it is you're doing and you're literally just running because you're a nice guy or yeah. you look like somebody, right? That's not a reason to vote for people. Like, the reason to vote for people is, that person is somebody I admire. They that's came somebody from- I admire. That's somebody that I, I know ethically is not going to sell out. Yeah. Right? Morally is not going to sell out. And they're going to go on to help. What, what is their mission? Like, what that's is right. your mission? My mission is to get people out of poverty. That's my number one mission. How do you plan to do that when you get in office? Information. I want to say when you get in office. Knowledge. Information. I mean, just look at what we talk information. about. Look at the library. There's Information, but how do you help them apply that? I mean, look at it. Like, think about this. Our government sponsors the library system, right? Yep. We, I'll just keep using this example. Our government already sponsors that. Why are people down there? Why aren't there? Why aren't those tables at the library packed? They are. They're down there on Facebook. They go down there to yeah. use the computers to get on Facebook. Play, play fantasy football. There you go. <laughs> That's what they're doing down so there. So where you put, and we talked about this with uh, 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 Lindsay, Siri Lindsay, amazing speaker, where you spend your, what does she say? Where you spend your energy, that's where your results will come. That's right. Right? So, you know. I need you a guys- bigger platform. I need a bigger platform. This is one of the reasons I want to run. Because I need a bigger platform. I need to see how the sausage is made. What are we wasting our money on? Dude, do you see some of the money that they spend on some of this stuff? It is crazy. Mm-hmm. Billions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just where's it going? Mm-hmm. Right? And, and, and I don't want to give people a fish. I want to teach them to fish, right? Yeah. You know that saying. I want to give them a pond. saying. Yeah. I'm going to give them a whole pond and yeah. show them how to breed I, fish. I want them to get their own pond. Yeah. I want them to see that they need a pond. Hey, I'm out here fishing out here. There's not many fish. You know what I should do? Maybe I should invest in a pond because a pond is an asset. That's right. That's right. Well, Adam, I know we're running. We're at the end of our time. You know, I see him over there flagging, man. But listen, brother, I want to thank you for everything. 
um, everything you're doing, man. Tell them again where they can see your podcast at. Yep, podcast is on sidehustle.money. If you just want to go to that website or you can look up Side Hustle City wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever. It's on there too, Side Hustle City. And then adamkaler.com and my last name is spelled K-O-E-H-L-E-R. Thank you so much, Adam. And if they want to donate to you, where do they go? Adamkaler.com. Adamkaler.com. Thank you so much, my brother, Adam. I can't wait to have you, Todd, and our whole crew back, man. You coming up for Monday night and Thursday night? Oh, think yeah, I'm going to flip it around a little bit this year, do yeah. the bourbons and cigars, man. Great friend of mine out of Cincinnati. You are Mr. Cincinnati. I love what you're doing, Nate. God I love bl- what you're God doing, God blessed too, man. you because you, he knew you were going to create this podcast. He knew you were going to do things like this to share with other people. That's why he blessed well, you. Well, man, I got an amazing team. I, I, I got to say, man, Matt, you know, yeah. I know we don't always see eye to eye because he's he's a visionary and I'm a visionary. <laughs> His vision ain't that good. And I'm just oh, Matt. <laughs> and Kobe. But, uh, uh, man, Matt was sent to my life by God, I feel like, and then to teach me patience. No, I'm just kidding, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. This is your pulpit. This is your pulpit, Nate. Right oh, here. man. Hey, man. It's, hey, I, I love the little, I love it. Matt put everything together and Colby, he's, he's great too, man. Um, and I love my team, but I feel like God did. We all got gifts and talents. I feel like he did gift me with some of this stuff to go back and reach other people because so many people, man, they'll tell you like, man, Nate, you saved my life. I'm like, nah, I didn't do that. God did that. He just worked through me. That's right. And I know the amount of, uh, the amount of influence that you can have over somebody's life. I've seen people in turmoil. I've been there. You've been there. Think about it being normal for your mom to give your brother a gun. That probably, he didn't think about that like that was irrational at the time. He was like, well, yeah, of course she's going to do that. Right? I thought, yeah. Yeah, that was rational. Let's do this. Why why wouldn't she want to do that? That's her son. You're going to try to jump my brother? Yeah, you're going to try to jump my brother. But think about that when that's in a place of normal, and that's where we came from. And so coming up out of poverty, man, and and then learning now, like my kids, man, they're so far. You know, I told them, I said, man, y'all, y'all, hey, man, y'all can't fight. They don't know how to fight or nothing out here, man. You know, the funny you thing know. is, too, you come out to the suburbs now. I remember when I used to come out here because I worked at Kings Island during the summers mm-hmm. for school, right? Yep. And it'd be people out here, like, trying to be thugs. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, it yeah, drive yeah. me crazy. Yeah, I want to say yeah. something, but I'm like, man, I just want to take them to my neighborhood and just drop them off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just drop. Oh, man. I, Good I luck. Took, I, I took my kids through the neighborhood one time, man. <laughs> and, uh, man, we can go get some lunch. Man, thank you guys for tuning in to Lever Up. Guys, look, make sure you follow his podcast. He's going to show you how to lever up no matter what your situation is. Yeah. Get you a side hustle. Hey, have you met Brandon Schlitzer yet? No. Investment Joy? Oh, you, no, I saw you. That was a great episode, by the way. Dude, you got to have him on there. He's got, oh. we went to his laundromat. I'm his trying to get some laundromats. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a whole academy that teaches you how to do that, man. I love That's, it. Yeah, Matt set that up. That's his buddy from, from church, man. So Love it. Thank you guys for tuning in. What are you going to do to lever up your life, man? Vote right. Get your po- Vote better. Get your politicians in there. They can help you lever up your life too, man. God bless you guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to Lever Up Your Life. If you could do me a huge favor and go lever up my reviews, leave me a five-star review. I appreciate it. And if you guys want to keep the conversation going, reach out to me on Nate.Barger on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and get in our free Facebook group. We got over 200,000 members. 
B-R-R-R-R, invest. We'll see you in the next episode.